0: Welcome to the Tiki Talka Podcast. I'm Holly Williams. When I die, I want to go to the oh <laughs>
1: god. I'm Jeff Wall.
2: You got a
0: buzz, <laughs> God damn
2: it. I'm a spandier Wow, now I'm tied for guests.
0: We like to dive a little deeper than the beautiful game itself.
1: Hello everyone and welcome to another edition of the Tiki Taka podcast. It's me, Jeff Wall, this time finally getting his opportunity to do an intro because he has literally never, ever, ever had a chance to do the Tiki Taka intro. Where we talk about the more than just the beautiful game itself. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. Today, we're going to be talking about some World Cup, and we're going to be revealing our Serie A starting 11s. S is also here with us. Holly is here with us. What's up? What's up? What's up? How you doing? There we go. Here he is. So uh, I guess we'll start off with the World Cup uh, and everything going on there. USA versus Netherlands. Netherlands. Uh, I believe it was three World Cups ago. Was not even in this. Was not even in the tournament. Now they are in the final, and they obviously are the European Championship, so they can go for two in a row potentially here against the defending champion USA. Yeah. Uh, there's been a lot of talk. I actually would like to start a little bit about what's going, going on off the field, or sort of on the field as well, because of Alex Morgan's celebration, the tea celebration, and right. she spoke about how she feels like it feels like she's being unfairly criticized, and um, that. She's just like it's rid of
2: a double standard. Not, see that thing where they thought that it was weed, it like was it that, weed? that she was smoking a joint. People thought that that was a celebration. But really? Then, yeah. But and they they bashed her about it. But then someone was like, um, "In case you didn't know, it, she's actually sipping tea. She's sipping tea. Now, I thought yeah. I
1: also thought it was like the Kermit the Frog thing. To be honest with you, with this, that's yeah, what I, I thought, thought it was. Yeah. You,
2: right? But like, I mean, either
1: way, and and it's just. I don't know. It's funny how I think partly, too, they're getting a lot of criticism because they beat England, right. I'll be honest with you, and England's been very vocal generally. The English media's been very vocal about how they feel that, um, that the U.S. is this arrogant, brash team and stuff like that. They're filled with arrogance. I mean, let's just be honest about it. England generally is a pretty yeah. brash like country in terms of their sports. They're they're all, they're, they're very... You know, like, the whole it's coming home thing, whether that was a
2: joke or not, I mean, like... Well, their manager, after a bad loss... Phil boss, Neville, yeah. Right? Phil Neville, he, he like, went off on his own team, right? Like, I think it was during the group stages, but um, he, he said this is an embarrassment, like, they shouldn't be playing like that, and it was a little bit like that arrogant, brash type... Mm. You, do, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I do. Um, that's why... I, it, it seems like... It's kind of a hypocritical situation going on. Yeah. Because England, like you said, is is the the more known for their bra like they, I don't know how to explain it. I would, it, say, you know I would I mean? say that but like both are actually equally known for that. Like
1: USA and like for yeah, particular yeah, sports, enough. they're very confident in their yeah. ability to beat anybody in yeah. any sport. But like and you know what, as defending champions though, I feel like they kinda of have the right you know, the, the U.S. women's national team has been so successful. And they're going to yeah. win it again. And, and, yeah, and they've been dominant. They have yeah. no reason to not be confident. Like, I just don't understand this whole thing of, like, where pundits and uh, fans will always kind of, so, like, question a player athlete's confidence, and they're showing their confidence, and they, they just don't get why someone's so confident. It's like... What what do you think got them there? What do you think keeps them going? Like, do you think that they think they're gonna lose? Yeah, Yeah. because that's not a good winning mentality, I don't
2: think. But you have to go in there, uh, I guess, more confident than you actually should be in order to maintain that confidence level. Yeah, because athletes get clowned every day if you think about it, right? They They get doubted every day, and it's about maintaining that confidence level that keeps you. Um, I guess separated from the rest of the crowd exactly
1: if you're playing with the best of the world how is it possible that you don't have a bad training session and, mm-hmm. and get beaten beat down that way you know if you get especially some people are just bad when it comes to training and they're better when it comes game time but like how do you keep the mentality going yeah. you have to stay confident and believe in yourself right
2: the US team has been I guess if you want to call it controversial even on top of that, with uh, the thing that happened with Negan Trump, Rubino. right? Yeah, Megan yeah. yeah. Rapinoe, make so, her statement, right? Yeah. I mean, um, I feel that, you
1: know, if she if, if she feels that the, the U.S. doesn't support, support uh, her and the women's national team and, and, and gay rights and things like that, then she has every right to not go. Any athlete has the right to say, no, I don't want to do that. I don't mm-hmm. feel that like that's right. Yeah. It doesn't have to necessarily be in a, in a sort of like a hatred way or anything like that. There's just maybe they want to make a statement, and it's peaceful, and there's nothing wrong with it, in my opinion. Yeah, I think. Um, I think we can maybe move on to stuff going on the pitch now. So Netherlands advance after beating Sweden, just barely in extra time, but an extra time goal. Um, this Netherlands team, to me, it's scary because I root for them, and I'm just not sure. Like They just haven't really seemed to be able to grab any game by the scruff of the neck and really take it over and I just I'm not sure a lot of people predicted them to go to these finals I did Holly predicted them to win the finals I believe and so it's it's uh, it's. but at this point right now with the you know America the US has had some tough times but I'm not so sure that they'll have much
2: of a tough time against the Netherlands it seems like from what I've read that if there's any team that could beat the US it's this Netherlands team I could see it. Um, definitely. But But the the dominance of the US is like something else, you know?
1: It really is scary. Their ability to score is very, very scary. Uh, yeah. but Netherlands does have a, a a pretty good back line and I think that maybe I don't know. It's it's just that I've noticed that they haven't been able to control the possession, which they like to do. They've, you know, not like missed on a few good chances and stuff like that. Yeah. And they're a team that I would say that is kind of more or less pretty well balanced, but not like they don't have like a necessarily a cr- incredible spot on their team. Whereas the U.S., I'd say their forwards are—I mean, like it's hard to say really with the U.S., but their forwards for sure, their midfield are both very strong parts of their team, yep. and they can score out well. They can make great chances out well. The they have been got at a few times, but to me, the Netherlands has been got up more, and they've struggled more in, in to get at the other team. So,
2: to me, what's your prediction? Stuff. What's your prediction for the final?
1: I would say that my prediction will be. I hate to say it, but I think it's going to be possibly a three-one U.S. win. I just think they're too hmm. strong. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't know if the Netherlands can do it. And I, to be honest with you, I wouldn't even be surprised if it's a bigger four-one. Like, 4-1. like yeah. maybe the U.S. team is just that good when it comes to this tournament, and they, they just rise to the occasion. And Joe yeah. Ellis has just been there too many times. To fail and, and or to not e- to not even be to not have a great performance. Yeah, make it win at five now. I For wouldn't sure. be surprised about that either. Mm-hmm. What about us?
2: I think I go. Yeah, I mean, I was gonna say three three one or or, or four one, but um, I wouldn't be surprised to see a closer match too, like a two one or maybe even seeing like extra time. Extra time. That would be interesting. I yeah, think, because it seems like this World Cup has just had that flavor of drama mm-hmm. throughout. So seeing drama in the final wouldn't be surprising to me. Nothing, um, but, but I, I expect it to be fun.
1: Mm.
2: Yeah. I, I can see it too because the, the the
1: the Neds have also like kept things close. Yeah, I'll say that much mm-hmm. at least. Like they, it's not like they haven't gotten like they haven't gone the chances, and the opponents has gotten nothing but chances and goals on them. They've still kept games very close, and they've gotten got to where they are for a reason. Yeah, uh, Hollywood, what, what do you think?
0: Um, I think it's gonna be. A lot closer than people think. You have the U.S. who have scored in the opening 12 minutes of every single one of their matches in this World Cup. And then you have the Netherlands who have yet to ever been trailing in a match. So wow. they kind of contradict each other in that way. And I think there there may be ways that the Netherlands can exploit the U.S., but there's also going to be ways that The U.S. might know how to stop the Netherlands' very predictable style of play. Kind of like how Sweden did. Sweden did just that. They pretty much made the Netherlands feel comfortable with the ball in non-threatening areas. But when it came to their flanks, which is usually what they do, they put a stop to them right away. So it could be something similar like that with the U.S. Uh, Joel Ellis has kind of changed the lineup. At least in the past round in the semifinals, you kind of change up the formation a bit. So if she does the same thing, uh, maybe it might be more tactically like closer than than other matches. But uh, I think it's going to be pretty close. Ultimately, I'm still going to stick with my pick of the Netherlands winning. Uh, score, I don't know. It's too hard to say.
2: Give, give us a pick. What do, if you had to? Pick. If I had to pick.
0: Um, I'll just go, like, a 2-1, something... Cool. Maybe kind of more action in the second half. That's kind of what I'm thinking.
1: That's true, actually. Well, the Nets, Allison, too, in more, more recent matches, have picked up more in, in the second half. So that's that's there's a chance for that, too. And I think also, like, Joe Ellis will probably adapt a lot in this match. I think she'll adapt even... Like, she's probably already started adapting. She might even adapt in the middle of the game as well. So it's going to be very interesting to see, especially with the depth that that team has. Um... So yeah, that is our predictions for the women's World Cup uh, final. We will now move on to our starting 11s. Uh, the starting 11s for Syria. So we picked three teams here. The also, teams, oh, I yes. wanted
2: to say La Liga. You guys did a great job with that. I Thank was, you. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I was like, oh, this is cool. I could actually like imagine the the formation in my head. So. Yeah, no, that was awesome. Awesome, really? yeah,
1: great, yeah. Well, so it's cool. so somebody enjoyed it. So, I bet you all better have enjoyed it. So anyway, <laughs> anyway, so we're yeah, we're gonna do Siri A now. I, we picked these three teams because we think um, that these are the guys that are gonna be pushing for the title, but also um,
2: being active. They, like making moves. They,
1: yeah, they've been, been rumored mostly with moves. S will start.
2: Mm-hmm. He will give his three teams if you don't mind pulling them up because my battery just died. <laughs> no worries, fam. No worries at all. Thank you very much. Uh, what are we starting with, Juve? Yeah. Juventus. All right, let me zoom in here. So I, I know that in the middle, I guess, I'll start with goalkeeper. I'd go Chesney. Oh, thank you very much. Phone oh, yeah. is a lot easier. So obviously with goalkeeper, we got Chesney, but Buffon, shout out him. I hope he gets a couple games in there, becomes a mentor or something like that. That'd be fun. Uh, and then in the back line, I guess, um, at right back, still Cancelo. And... Uh, the two center backs, because Bonucci is headed elsewhere, we're gonna go with Dalit, and I think that's a great choice. <laughs> if there's yeah. any, if there's any person solid you could go pick. with, solid <laughs> pick, yeah. You know that that's the. Uh, would you guys say that's the most sought out center back right now, or at least this transfer market? Oh, uh, Dalit. Yeah. I would Probably, say right? so because he's he's known to. He was, he was bound to leave type of thing
1: I right? would say yeah and he's good for a lot of reasons whereas like Griezmann we ranked him as our number one mm-hmm. but the reason for that more is because of his talent and yeah, talent of course, right now yeah, and yeah. a bit of marketability right uh, and also forward center back mostly we are going to fair and center back the one thing too I would say though DeLitt is a true leader and I think in 2-3 yeah. years of, when Chile leaves all done yeah all done that's, that's Delit's team
2: yeah. I think it's his team I agree man I agree they have a bright future ahead with him uh also, funny thing, the, the next center back is Chiellini, but they spelt his name Cellini, which is funny. Um, that's not how you spell his name. Never mind. Anyways, uh, Marcelo left back. Um, we've heard rumors of him getting switched, and I remember you guys talking about it when you guys brought up Real, where um, Marcelo and Alessandro could be the swap kind of there. So I could see that happening too. Um, in that double pivot situation, I would go with Rabiot. Because it was a 4, uh, four two, three, one, then, yes. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I guess I should let people know that. Um, and then Paul Pogba, and we could we could kind of go in on this a little bit because it was news today that Pogba is trying to find a way to leave Manchester United. Um, which obviously sucks for you guys, but <laughs> <laughs> no need to be stated. But thank you. <laughs> i not, I'm not would, I would hate it too. I would hate it too because I loved Pogba, and when he left and went to United, it was just like, them, you know? Um, so I think if he does end up coming back, it's either Juventus or Real, Real Madrid. And if he goes to Juventus, he would probably be slotted in there. And then um, in the, I guess, center, what, center attacking mid? Yeah. His situ- position, it would be Pjanic. And uh, he's he's really good at facilitating, so I think that would be a good position for him. Uh, and then the top three would be Dybala, Ronaldo, and Moiske.
1: So you have... Maurizio, sorry, switching to a 4 2, two three, 3 1. Interesting. Yeah. I feel like that is interesting. I could see Pogba also at the top as well. He yeah. do a lot of things and he probably wouldn't mind the versatility. Sure. He, it'd be yeah. interesting to see him with a team that is so more, much more versatile. Maybe yeah. he won't be so rigid. So that's pretty interesting. Moise Keane on the left. Pretty cool too. I think that's smart putting Ronaldo in the middle. And also, a lot of times, you know, when you, a lot of times they do it with fullbacks. And, or sorry, center backs and uh, strikers where they put them outside to fullback or winger and then add a little bit more depth to their game. Right? Yeah. So, okay. same thing could be like happening with and Mbappe. I think he's a true striker, but having him on the wing allows him to do other things and see the game from a different light. So, I think that's also really good from a development standpoint. It's like you yeah. really
2: want them to do well or something. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like so maybe, really maybe potentially. Leave. Yeah. So, you don't
1: see Dybala going away. So, hopefully. Like, no. hopefully. He's my guy, though. You yeah. know, so
2: I, I don't want him to leave in general. And
1: but. hey, this is supposed to be fun, right? Yeah, so, yeah. I mean... I, would I wouldn't actually. be
2: surprised if I did see him leave, though, because there's been so many rumors. Um, I think I was I was looking at one of your lineups, and you guys had El Bernad- oh, Bernadeski in there, and I can see that. I can see that too. For sure. And we will go with that lineup now. So, this is Holly's lineup for Juventus.
0: Yeah, so I pretty much have the same back line. I think it's going to be pretty consistent, especially if uh, Juventus do get delit, but but um... I don't know if it's so certain anymore, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, so I have Chesney, Cancelo, DeLitt, Cialini, and Marcelo. And then kind of have um, just kind of more of like a flat midfield of Ramsey, Pjanic, and Rabiot. And um, and then I have kind of like a false nine situation with Dibala because he can play that number 10 kind of role Um, so just him kind of sitting back deeper and then Ronaldo and Bernadeschi Bernadeschi on the on the wing so mine didn't really change that much it's kind of a more uh, possible realistic uh, lineup especially with kind of Sari's like uh, philosophies and stuff like that so obviously the only new people I really have are Dalit and Marcelo, just because of, strictly uh, because of like rumor, rumor-based kind of situation. So I'll
1: say I'll say this though that like the team, even though you've only added two people, the team still looks different, and yeah. that's already speaking to like what they're trying to do. Like Juventus is really clearly trying to to push on and, and really go for this Champions League because oh, yeah. I think this, you know, in the next one to two years, they could be their years or their or their year, right? Yeah. So we will definitely see, uh, and then. We'll move on to mine. Uh, so this is my Juventus for Maurizio saris Juventus. So we will start at the back. we will be the keeper. Killani the center back. To Lit, we all also assume he's going. I think it's the strongest link. It seems like the most likely link at this point. I think that's where real. else
2: would you think he'd go? Like Real.
1: I mean, PSG. PSG. PSG would be one. Yeah, for sure. Um, United is still possible. City is possible. I think any big team with a lot of money will, will want If it.
2: United loses Pablo, do you think they'd go all in onto it?
1: That could be one of those things too where we've even said uh, in the last episode about uh, Griezmann and Joe Felix and how you know one kind of really deals with the other. They need yeah. the money to get the other guy and the other guy wants to leave, right? So it's definitely possible. Um, the back line, yeah, like I said, I think we all pretty much assume ourselves going there, right? Um, and To link up with Ronaldo. And, and I think i really questioned if that could be good or bad it could be kind of like the neymar and um Alves situation at psg where it can possibly blow up a little bit in the locker room especially with Sari. i think that does worry me a little bit but i do think that'll happen uh but i also think that they're winners and they have a different mentality and so yeah. you know it may it, it may not be that same situation i have ramsey and Pjanic in my midfield along with ravi i have pianich as more the sitting deep line playmaker because i think that's what Sari might ask him to do more is sit, uh, further back and, and try to facilitate. That way, let Ramsey be the scorer he can be. Let Rabiot facilitate and, and tackle and things like that. He could kind of be more like his Allen, but with a bit more scoring threat, I think. Mm-hmm. And then um, Ronaldo, I'm going to keep him on the wing for now. Um, I still think he has the ability to cut him from there. Uh, I think he's mostly going to be hovering around or like further up the pitch anyway. The ball I have him sticking at uh, right wing for now, I, although I do think he might be hovering in more of an attacking midfield position necessarily, but he might be out wide as well. Um, and then for striker, S really won't like this.
2: But Gonzalo.
1: So, but we have Gonzalo Higuain <laughs> because apparently with the Mateo Kovacic deal to Chelsea, they had two options basically to take guys, so they took Mateo Kovacic. They will not be keeping Higuain, and I think sorry, loves Higuain. I I assume he will start. I thought about putting oh, Mois Keane there. Yeah. But I do oh. think it will be Higuain, and maybe he has a bit of a resurgence, I don't know. but Yeah, maybe. I mean, he I mean, was he's...
2: the lead goal scorer for Serie
1: A a couple of years ago like, or something, right? Exactly, and so I think I think it might be, you know, it might be one of those match-made-in-heaven situations where, you know, it just, it just works, and uh, you, you never know, plus, like, having two guys around him like that, and even Ramsey, yeah. you know, there's a lot of scoring threat there, you know, Higuain... Doesn't have to do that much in a sense. Like you know, he, he can be,
2: he can just be, play that role that sorry wants him to play. The recipient of a bunch of, like, I guess like the the, I don't want to call it garbage balls, but like he he could like collect the garbage if you know something misses exactly rebound, that rebound. Yeah, like, yeah,
1: exactly. You know, if it's Ronaldo hits the post and yeah. Wayne's right there. All he has to do is sit down. It's his hey, job now. Man. Okay, so we will now move on to. Uh, S's
2: Napoli. So Carlo Ancelotti's Napoli. <laughs> this but. is a little weird. I, I kind of got weird with this. I, I'm not going to lie. But the back the back four is pretty set. I, I think all of us had the same back four. I was checking it out. Um, goalie-wise, they just acquired Ospina. So I think he would be slotted in there. Yeah, I didn't anybody um, else. Trippier, uh, Manolas, and then... Kulubali? Kulubali. Hey, yes, okay. And then Rui. Uh, but then in the back, I'd go De Rossi and Allen uh, as that kind of double pivot situation again. I really like this formation in general in the midfield because I think it gives you options for the uh, the right back and the left back to run forward. And then yep. for, for them to cover. facilitate. Exactly. Um, but then in the top three, or sorry, I have Jamez as well. James Rodriguez. Uh, he's in there at the center attack area. Um, I don't know how that arrow got there. That is interesting. And then right... I guess you would go right mid, right? Well, he's kind of like... I guess like they're both kind of playing like false nines that are forward slash yeah. like wingers,
1: essentially, I guess is what you're saying. So yeah. it's, it's Insigne and Mertens both basically
2: underneath a striker. You could call them false nines, but they would probably just out to the wing as well
1: yeah. uh, right in this formation. And then
2: at striker, you got Lukaku. I think he's he's been rumored to a bunch of different teams, which is why you'll see with another team that we're talking about, he's also in that lineup for me. Whoa, whoa, yeah. whoa, whoa. <laughs> yeah. That's against the rules, <laughs> man. You can't have two guys <laughs> two on two teams, th- man. Okay, fair enough. But he's he's rumored on both, and supposedly he's heavily interested in both of them. So I don't know which so one. So you picked. so you picked it. <laughs> Broke the rules, ladies and gentlemen. All right, all out, all I out. I have okay. to do it. All right, but yeah, I would go Lukaku at the striker position. All right. <laughs> so there's two Lukaku's in S's league. Yes.
1: The uh, there
0: is. So uh, <laughs> be his brother. Yes. Yeah. Well, actually, his that's, that's left-back true. His left back brother. His left
1: back brother is now playing striker at one of those two teams. You'll find out <laughs> on the next episode. Uh, now we have Holly's. Napoli?
0: Um, I didn't really change much in Napoli just because, or at Napoli just because they've already acquired some people earlier in the transfer window slash in the winter and uh, they just broke, not broke bank, but they spent quite a bit on Costos Minelas for their back line which I think pretty much solidifies their back. So I have Ospina. I have their fullbacks the same. So Hisai, Manalas, Koulibaly, and Golem. I think they're just going to stay where they are. Um, in the middle, kind of have like a, an attacking mid situation. So I have Alan uh, Ruiz and Zelensky. kind of more uh, in that. Uh, Zelensky will be the center attacking mid. And I have Insigne. Uh, Simone Vardy, which they just got. I think he'll play on the right wing more than Calahone this season just because Calahone's getting up there in age. And and then... Um, so, apparently, is actually heavily rumored... or Napoli are heavily interested in Acardi, just because they don't want Juventus to get him. Um, <laughs> Interesting. Which could kind of... Neither do I. Because I think... Way, so. <laughs> I think if Juve got Icardi, um obviously, it would be a lock for the league, as usual, yeah. but then it could also... I think it could really up their chances in the Champions League, stuff like that as well. So um, I have a Cardi as Napoli's striker. And then, obviously, Mertens would slot in and out. He can play anywhere in the front. So, um, so no Mertens good. starting? No.
1: You know why, why
0: is that? Um, he Just because I think it, it's been happening a little bit more recently with him not 100% being a starter. Um, but I think... Because pretty much Insigne and Merchants can play anywhere in the top, um, they can always just slot it anywhere. Whereas Acardi's kind of just more of a just the front man. So
1: interesting. Okay. I can see that. Yeah. All right. So my and I don't
0: think Napoli. They never usually spend a lot, and I can't really see them spending much more than they already have.
1: No, I don't really either. To be honest with you, which is why my lineup is. pretty... Pretty much unchanged from what I what I think they'll they'll play. Uh, <clears throat> so, Aspina, and Manalas, Manolas Koulibaly, the two centre back partnership. I do think Trippier will go. I think Tottenham wants to get rid of him and they'll give up give him up for a smaller fee. Mm-hmm. And I think also that Napoli has been rumoured with him quite a bit. So I think they'll take a chance on him at least for sure. So maybe the first half of the season he will most likely be the starter. Uh, I have Rui at left back. Danielle De Rossi will go to Napoli. I think he wants to stay for in, in Italy, but for a title contender. So that's the reason why I have him there. Alan, Zelensky, the two midfielders. James Rodriguez. And I'm actually going to say this, though, with a caveat. That I think he'll actually go there alone. Because for some reason, Real Madrid just wants to keep loaning Hamas Rodriguez out. And I think also partly it's because he's way too expensive. And I also don't, like you said, Hall, I don't think that Napoli is going to fork oh, over the cash that, yeah. but but Ancelotti wants him bad which is why we all have him there he's the one who brought him over to Real Madrid in the first place so I definitely think he'll have him for sure one way or another and then at top I have uh similar what they kind of have had for the most part this past season is a, a striking partnership of Insignia and Mertens at the top so uh yeah I think to be honest with you I was thinking about it at the moment right now this may change uh over time, over time, when we really do our full-on predictions for the season, but I, I kind of, if this does happen, I kind of favor Napoli to win. To, to steal Syria from Maybe. both both Inter and Juventus because Carlo Ancelotti just has that pedigree. He came as close, I think, as he could have
2: mm-hmm.
1: with Napoli, brand new season and everything, losing a few players. I, I just think that he could really push them, and I think Thomas Rodriguez may be really good in the in this uh, in Serie i I'm really excited to see what he can do there. As well, and plus the back line is looking really strong. Now, the weakness obviously is Ospina, but I think that they can overcome it for the most part. And probably too, I think sorry is going to slip up. I think I might stick with that.
2: I hope sorry doesn't slip up, but I could imagine that happening. All
1: right. (sighs) So now we have the final team pretty much one of the more talked about teams uh, in this uh, transfer market. It is Antonio Conte's Inter.
2: This is mine. Oh,
1: Yes, this is yours. Espaniel Berhini's Antonio Conte Center. <laughs> that makes um, sense.
2: In goal, I would oh, I would pick Handovic. Handanovic, sorry. My bad. Uh, and then uh, I'm actually going with three defenders instead of four. Uh, going a little bit of a 3-4-1-2. Uh, mm-hmm. Essentially, we have uh, Diego Dean at the... What? Oh, sorry. Diego Godín at the, um, I guess, center back. Center back position, but like,
1: yeah, it's a three at the back. Yeah. Three okay. Back. All right. Fine. All
2: right. And then uh, Skrinner. Am I saying that right? Skrinner. Skrinner. Yeah. Skrinner. Okay. I apologize. Pronunciation, as you guys may know, is not my best suit. Anyway, Skrinner. Um, and then Miranda at the uh, at the center back position as well. In the four in the middle, I'd go Moses at the right wing. Brozovic. In the middle with Nangolin and then Sandro in the left. Um, and then at the center attacking mid, go Coutinho and then Lukaku and Martinez. Yes, I have another Lukaku. Yeah. <laughs> and then Martinez as well. So yeah.
1: Like I said, don't reveal it because the next
2: episode we're revealing
1: it. All right. <laughs> we, don't, we don't know who the left back one is <laughs> Either way, I, uh, I pretty strong lineup S and uh, I think we can discuss more of that once you see mine. Yeah. But uh, we will go on to Holly's Inter Milan. Go ahead.
0: Um, so I guess I, I have a three at the back as well, but I don't see Godin
2: going to uh, start.
0: starting. Starting. Um, they kind of already had like a solid center back pairing, or so they were kind of interchanged a little bit, but they had you know, chemistry going. I don't think I, I think adding Godin is kind of more for depth in competitions and stuff. So, obviously Handanovic, I have De Frey instead of Godin and then the same Miranda and Grinier. And then I actually have Trippier going to inter. So, he's kind of like the right um, wing back and I have their own left wing back, Dalbert, the Brazilian kid. Um, I have Jaume Martino and Brozovic in the middle. Naing kind of more up front, just behind the strikers. Wait, sorry. Jaume Martino or Jean Mario? Jaume Mario. Um, and then I have Perisic and Lukaku up top. Perisic kind of a little off to, not, the, left off to right. the left and not, um, up, not as up front. And then obviously Lukaku to the right because we've seen him play pretty... Well, on the right side, um, when he interchanges at United, so it's kind of where I have what I have here.
1: Okay, awesome. Yeah. So, we pretty much all have the exact same formation. I, we all pretty much assume, I think, because that's what Antonio, kind of type, what Antonio Conte Go likes for. to do, and I think that's what they're building the team around it, realistically. So, <clears throat> I have pretty much the same thing as U.S., <laughs> pretty yeah, much yeah. nearly, like, actually, yeah, no, it's exactly the same as us,
2: so... Yeah, the same. only thing I would say is that you have your it's more of a flat midfield right. You. I
1: mean it's more that's just how I positioned it. Yeah. I and mean, in all honesty, those guys are the wing back. So it's it's Godin, Skriniar, Miranda at the back, has Sandro on the left, Nangalan in the middle, kind of more of I guess I can explain further in like kind of that Conte rule where he's kind of a bit more of the destroyer, and then Brozovic will be more of a playmaker, like transition kind of guy. Moses Antonio Conte just loves Victor Moses. And even though I don't rate him highly at all, he's had his best seasons with Antonio Conte. So I think that's just kind of like that match made in heaven. So I think that they will actually do really well together. And I mean, even though he's a bit older now, I assume he'll still great still great things. Coutinho behind behind uh, the two strikers. I really think that Coutinho would be a great fit on Inter. It's more than really than just rumor that I've heard. It's more. It's more that I just think he'd be a, an awesome fit yeah. on that team. And he needs a place to go. Um, yeah so he'll be behind Latar Martinez and Romelu Lukaku up top as the two strikers so it, I, I think
2: th- that team could steal Serie A as well 100% i
1: think i i honestly do think it's going to be much tighter than it's been the past 7 years yeah. um and but it, almost like a three-way tie i really do think that i think the one thing that Juve has on its hands, um is basically depth yeah, over, they, the other two teams really don't have the same amount of depth. If somebody gets hurt, it could really mess up the teams.
2: They bad. honestly have another starting eleven behind who they already have. They which pretty, is pretty scary.
1: They pretty much do. They're like Real Madrid of a couple of years ago. They like yeah. they are very very stacked, and at this point, guys can almost be replaceable. Like even though they may not be as good, the roles are there, the yep. similarities are there, the quality mm-hmm. is there. So you know, Inter Inter can definitely push them. Napoli can push them. It's all really about sorry putting it together and the players cooperating and, and doing what he wants. I really think that. They could be better than his Napoli teams yeah. if, if, if it all comes together. So. The way
2: I see it is it's kind of like um, Juventus, they are coming for you type of thing, right? Pretty the, much. guys are loading up and uh, it seems, like Holly was saying, they've spent their money. Mm-hmm. Um Probably not enter as much. I think they'll they'll probably be more active. But. I definitely
1: think so, and I think what we what me and Essa both said: Sandro, nine, uh, excuse me, Coutinho and Lukaku. Those are big buys. I don't know if all those are going to happen, but I think at least two of those will. Fair enough. Because yeah. like uh, wing backs are also really crucial to Antonio Conte Conte's system, and I don't think Chelsea's going to let go of Marcus Alonso, who's the guy he also
2: wants. But I guess all of us are assuming that Lukaku goes to Serie A though.
1: Yeah, he's been heavily linked with them. I don't think any anywhere else wants him as strongly, and mm-hmm. I think he'll have a great time there. I think he'll have a really good second chance there to prove how great he is. Yeah. And Conte wanted him at, at Chelsea, so I think he'll do what he can to build the team around him. And I think Inter looks really, really strong if they, as long as he doesn't break them before the end of the season, which he, which he can do. Yeah. This this is, is a, definitely a team to fear, and also to fear in Champions League as well. So. You know, we'll see. We'll see what they can do. I mean, even still, like if they don't sell too many players, they still have a good amount of depth. They have, they have a little bit of flexibility as as well in, in their team for sure. So, for sure, yeah. yeah. Um, but that is all the time we have for today. Make sure to follow us always at Tiki Tonka Podcast on Please Instagram yeah. and Twitter. Follow us all on Twitter as well. And uh, yeah, keep it locked on here. And we will have another one for you. The next one coming up will be the first three. Of the Premier League. Prem. The Prem, baby. The
2: Prem. I'm excited. All God right.
1: save the Queen and all cool.
2: that. It's coming home. It's coming Psych! Home. <laughs>